went to school. I was there, I think it was like my first week. So my first week of class, like I'm going to class, I'm like, yo, I dislike this, like I hate this. So I was like, well, I know if I turn around then I'm never gonna hit my goals. So you you can't afford to turn around. Like there's no way around that. Like you're gonna have to figure this out. And like, if you, if you don't, well, that's on you. So like, if I gave it my all and I just consistently failed, I would be okay with that then knowing that I did give it my all and I failed anyways. Do it anyways. Because at the end of the day, if you do it and you fail, like you have an idea of like what you're good at and what you're not good at. But you won't ever know if you don't try. Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome back to another episode of the Remote Closing Academy podcast. And if you can see by the title of this episode, we've officially made it to episode 20 here of the podcast. And to say that it has been a transformative experience for myself is honestly an understatement. Um, and I wanted to share something with you guys really quickly that are listening. I promise we'll get to the episode. But, uh, you know, this podcast has been such an eye opening experience for me, um, not only from a just like being able to meet new people standpoint, but also seeing like the amount of work and the like that people are putting into the skill set and the just really the overall transformation that has is being able to be made with someone that is just really putting in the work grinding it out and makes the decision to change their life and I got this uh, message on on uh, our internal channel the other day um, from it's called school so it's basically all the students that are within RCA and and things like that and hopefully it doesn't I won't say his name but he said hey Aaron just wanted to thank you for everything you've done with the YouTube channel um, it's been completely live changing and if it weren't for the podcast with max aims which i completely relate to i would have never joined rca i can't even begin to tell you how much i learned and the connections i've made in the in only three weeks i've banged out about 40 mock calls and a setter uh and as a setter and i feel super comfortable on a mock call now i'm 19 and when i hit ten thousand dollars per month consistently this summer selling hvac i thought that it was that i was capped out and I would have stick to that and I would stick to that income for a while. I honestly thought role playing was stupid and thought the only way to get better at sales was to gain more experience. The podcast was Charles lit a fire under me. I was able to get on a call with him and he guided me a ton. Now I have an interview coming up set for you guys this week, which would be a dream come true. And thanks to you and RCA, I'm excited for the future ahead of me and reverse engineering my five year goal of making a million dollars a year into the step um, into the action steps that I need to be taking. I should find a really good gig in the next week and it'll be all thanks to you guys keep crushing it Aaron you are killing it like dude and I, I messaged him back like that is such a, like I'm even just getting chills reading that it's like sometimes you know to be transparent with you guys it's it's a good amount of work getting people scheduled for this and and lining up schedules and whatnot but messages like this are what make me continue to not only make the podcast but also continue to put a ton of time and research and energy into this YouTube channel to make sure that you guys have everything that you need and if you are someone that has you know that ever decides like hey I want to take that next step I want to jump in and get a little bit more help just know that we're here we have an entire team of people that like we will literally die before we like before you're not able to see success um, as long as you're willing to put in the work so all that being said in today's episode, this is like one of my favorites, and I know I say that all the time, but I even told our guest today, um, this was a really awesome uh, conversation and interview, but uh, this guy, he uh, who was actually recently in college, and uh, he, he found a remote closing, and he was he was on a plan to do, like he, was, he wanted to be a real estate agent and, and that kind of stuff, but he found us. And you know, really put in the work, and in a short amount of time, got placed. And but he actually got denied, a t like I think four different times on his interviews. And he kind of goes through his thought process and how he stuck with it, and the motivation behind it. And now, you know, from when he first started to you know about now, which has been a little bit, I think over a year is what we were talking about. Is now he's basically the head setter for Grant Card, one of Grant Cardone's teams. So um, Grant Cardone has a ton of different offers, and he is now heading the setter department in one of those offers. And I mean, it's you can't get much better than that. You know what I mean? So with all that being said, guys, I know I, I did a lot at the beginning of this. I think every 10 episodes, I'll probably like do a little monologue for you guys and just give kind of like examples and ideas and, and things that I'm feeling and, and what we're going through and stuff like that. So with all that being said, enjoy today's episode, sit back, relax, and here's the conversation with Hunter. Dude, before we, uh, before we jump too deep into it, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Sweet. So like we do on you know, most of our interviews here, let's go ahead and take a, just a little bit of a step back, you know, give us a, a rundown of, you know, what were you doing before remote closing? Like before sales, I think we talked about it. Like you didn't, you didn't have a lot of sales experience or really any sales experience. So let's just like take it back before any of that happened. And let's just, we'll start there. Yeah. So I initially joined RCA in 2021. So prior to then I was 
Like I was like working outside um, with one of my uncles. I did that as well as I was working in a pharmacy. I was actually working on getting my pharmacy technician license as well. Like I was taking the class, I was working in a pharmacy. And yeah. while I was doing that, that's when I actually found out about RCA because I was just about to graduate. And I was at the point in my life to where I knew like I wanted something different as opposed to going to school. But I didn't know exactly what that route would look like for me. So yeah, uh, I essentially got from there and um, now I'm here. <laughs> Sweet. So what's, um, so did you like, you know, you're going to go in and become basically become a pharmacist, right? So like what, uh, what kind of kept, got you away from thinking, okay, like that's obviously a little bit more of like the, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, it's more not guaranteed, but it's like, it, it's a, it's a gig where you know, you're going to see success. Like what made you want to jump into something that was a little bit less, uh, uh, like, I guess a for sure thing. Yeah. So I would say when I was working at the pharmacy, I got to work hands-on with the pharmacist because I actually knew him on a personal level. So um, he would like show me the ins and outs of his day, understanding like what he does on the day-to-day process. And it was just very repetitive. Not saying that that's a terrible thing, but to me, it was very repetitive. So um, just being in there every single day with him, I understand what exactly it was like to be in a nine to five, to work a nine to five, to be a pharmacist. Yeah. So like, as I got that experience under my belt, I understand exactly what the pharmacy technician doing because I was actually like working in the role as well. I understood that like, yeah, this is like, I just cannot see myself doing this for the rest of my life. So yeah, that that's kind of how the journey started and like me realizing that it wasn't for me. So I kind of mm-hmm. realized as well that I was very personable with everyone. And everyone like liked me. So it kind of led me to want to do real estate. Like for the longest, I was like, I wanted to be a real estate agent. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, why why is that? Just like any any like previous experience or just kind of wanted to try it out? No, nah, I just seen how much they make. <laughs> so <Got it. laughs> so like I, I literally just like realized how much real estate agents make. So I was like, wow, like I can do this. Like, yeah, I'm like everyone else doing this, like everyone's like discouraging me. Yeah, Hunter, we're like 90% of real estate agents failed after their first two years. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be yeah. 90%. <laughs> so um, I went through this whole like long, narrow road for months to where I said, I'm going to be a real estate agent. Told everyone in my family that I said, yeah, I'm going to do sales. I know sales is a skill that you have to learn to be great at anything in life. I was like, I'm going to be a real estate agent. And uh, I would scroll past Cole's ad one day and I was like, you know what? I, I think we going to pivot. Okay. Gotcha. So you, it was, it was a a standpoint of just kind of happenstance of like you, you were really like down this path of number one, you didn't want to be a pharmacist and then you're like, okay, I'm going to do real estate. And then you go down that line, but then you kind of randomly see an ad. So what was, um, like, what was the feeling when you saw the ad and like, what was the thing, like what got you overall interested in and interested in it? And it was like, well, well, maybe let's like figure out a little bit more about this as opposed to staying with, uh, with the real estate stuff. Yeah, so when I seen the ad, I usually never watch any ads. Um, the only ads I would watch was anything like e-commerce related because I was interested in Amazon, but I didn't take any action towards it because I didn't know a lot about mm-hmm. it. So it was like almost the only ad that I actually watched all the way through, like almost the only ad. So I watched nice. it, I was like, and I seen this cold guy, and he just looked very down to earth. He didn't, like he wasn't the guru that was out flashing everything, flashing his cars, flashing his watches, yeah. but he seemed very down to earth. And he was talking about a skill set that allowed him to make consistent income. And like in my like research, I realized that the only way to consistently make money, you have to have a skill set that is like can be transferable and you can actually use it for like any day, like anywhere in your life. So I just initially just booked the call, like just straight up booked the call. I didn't have to talk to a set or anything. I just booked the call, like just straight up booked the call. So yeah. I booked the call and um, I was telling my girlfriend about it. I was like, yeah, like, like, babe, you know, I just like saw this ad and this thing was pretty interesting. Like, I, I have to talk with these guys. I don't know. I didn't know what it was going to be. I just knew that these guys talking about remote closing and making 40 grand a month online working from your house. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I was like, like, I got to learn a little bit about it. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to like book this call and just see what happens. Like, I mean, like, what's the worst that can happen? It's only an hour out of like out of my dick so nice was there ever any um you know as you're going through that you know especially as you were like screaming from the rooftops that you were going to be a real estate agent i know for like and this is even directly back to me is like um 
this was maybe even like two years ago, I was kind of in that, well, maybe a little longer, but I was in the same thing of like, I was telling everyone I'm going to get my real estate license. I'm going to, you know, take action with it actually to a point where I took all the classes that I needed to. I passed like one of my first classes. Um, but basically remote closing and, and Cole like knocked on my door. He's like, yo, I need some help doing blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I, I, but then I was like, because I was posting it on social media and all this stuff. And I was like, kind of like scared to do it because I had already told everyone else that I was going to like become a real estate agent. So did that happen to you? Or like, did you ever feel, feel that way as well? It's like, okay, now I have to go explain. Now I'm doing this other thing with this online guy. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I didn't really have to do that because at the same time as I was graduating, I actually had a full right scholarship. So in everyone oh, else's man. yeah, so in everyone else's eyes, like, okay, yeah, Hunter, you're just gonna to go to school and I don't know, like you're just talking out of your head right now. <laughs> so uh yeah. it, it it was kinda of like that for me. Like I, I still went to school, um, and you know, I did that. But for me, like I expressed it to obviously like my family and everything, and I'm the type of person as well where I, I didn't like share this like my ambitions with just everyone because like obviously you do Got it received the backlash on it a lot. So, you know, I did share with everyone that's what I wanted to do. And I was like, well, yeah, Hunter, do it. You know, um, I think you should. But it was like, when I kind of just made the transition to saying like, yeah, like I wanted to do this to doing that. I just told them that it still sells. So it was like, you, you can't really get on me about it because at the end of the day, it still sells. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like- It's still the same skills that you were trying to build out in the first place anyway. Yeah, it's literally the same exact skill set. So anyone like, for instance, if, like anyone in my family questioned or got out, said, "What's the same skill set?" So, it's yeah, like whatever cool. you want to tell me, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the reason I ask is like I'm always curious because I've I've talked to some people where like. They, they, they're on one side of the coin. Like some people are like, yeah, I don't really care what other people, what other people think I'm going to go after it. But I mean, I love your answer of, of just be, knowing to be reserved in a specific, uh, in a specific way where you're not just like sharing everything with people. Cause again, you have that backlash, which is then like a lot of times is like a negative thing and you have to like work past that and whatnot. So, um, that makes sense. So, so the journey is you see the ad, what happens after that? And then you talk to, I'm assuming one of our setters or closer, what, what happens after that? Yeah, so I talked to Karan. He isn't like on the offer anymore. I actually think he he's um yeah. he actually has his own offer now, which is great. So um I Yeah, so he so it's funny. We used to I've I've known Karan. Um he we used to be business partners in, in a recent or in the last one of our last agencies. Um and he was uh, like you you know Brian, right? Obviously. Yeah. So Brian had a uh he had a, a basically a growth offer, like a, not, not sales specific, but it was a, um, like agency growth offer. And I was Karan's coach for like, probably like four or five months. And then he, uh, and then we brought him in as a closer on that old offer. So yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of overlap on a lot of these, uh, you know, and a lot with, within this like industry world's super small. <laughs> literally, literally. So yeah. Um, how everything worked, I spoke with Karan and at the same time I was still playing baseball because I was still in high school. So um, got on the call with Karan. I just got off work. I like set up my iPad and we have a computer at the time on my iPad and my iPad set up. And I was like, you know what? I'm ready to go for this call. Got on the call with Karan and he was just asking me a bunch of questions about my goals. I was like, yo, like this guy is into everything. But it was like, I could never share yeah. that with, with anyone else aside from like my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So when I had the chance to open up to the guy, I was I was completely open. Like I didn't have anything to hide. Literally. <laughs> like, like, all right, here it is. here's yeah. everything you're asking me. Here's it. Here it is. Yeah, literally, I gave him everything he asked me for. And so when it comes to like the offer, he gave me the offer, gave me the price, but I was like, you know what? This sounds great. And I'm like, can I even do this? He's like, yeah, man. Like, like I'm like, are you showing me like a college degree or anything? Like they're not going to ask me about this. Like when I get yeah. on interviews, it's like, yeah, no, man, like you're good. So I would say, cool. Well, like I want to do it, but I don't have any money right now. So I don't know how, like how I'm going to do it. So he like opened my entire wallet, like got exactly what was in my bank account. May have been like, I don't know, like $500, probably less than that at the time, actually. So mm. I was like, you know what, man, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But I promise you, I'm going to figure out a way to do it. So I know what he was thinking in his head. Like, yeah, I'll probably hear this all the time. So, yeah, everyone said, yeah. But I was so serious. So I like talked with my girlfriend about it. She's like, yeah, I, you know, I'll just fund you the money for it. I said, not going to do that. I want to work for it myself. So um, I just picked up more hours um, at the pharmacy so I could get more hours. I was like, you know, I have to make this work. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to make this work. So mm. like a month into the future, I 
But um, I wasn't even making that much. I may have been making like $10 an hour at the pharmacy, if that. And I think it was like $10 yeah. an hour. So I was doing that. So I eventually saved up around like five dollars $700. And then my mom ended up giving me like $500 for just like basically graduation. So I could obviously spend it for something nice. for graduation. But I said, you know what? I want this course. And I was like, I was like, I, I really, really want this course. So like as soon as she like gave me the money, I called Karan. I was like, hey, Karan, like, bro, like I have like 1300 bucks. How can I do this? Like, like, how can I do this yeah. like, right now? And so he's yeah, like we hopped on Zoom and the rest is just history. It's like, yeah, man, let's let's do it. He's like, I don't want to break your wallet, so we can just do a thousand dollars down and we can uh just work out a payment. Plan. Yeah. I was like, let's go. Dude, that's like, that. that's such a good story. And you, you hit on so many little things in there that I think it's, you know, anyone that's listening is no question to why like you're in the position where you are now is because of all the times that like most people would have quit, right? It's like most people, when they heard the price point, they would have been like, oh yeah, I don't want to do it. Or most people when, you know, when, when, uh, you know, they didn't have, let's say they want to do it, but they didn't have the money. They like so many people make excuses of like, oh, well, like I don't have the money or whatever. And like, even your girlfriend was like, I'll give you the money. But you also said, you said no to that. And you're like, I'm going to work and get that. That's like that. That's huge. So you, are you still in college? No, not in college anymore. No. Okay. So you, you, how long did you, were you there? And you, you had a full ride for, um, for baseball? Yeah, no. So I was actually in there on academics, which is crazy. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was there for, for academics and I stayed for like the first semester. So it's actually crazy. And I'll like talk about like my first time being on offer and everything. So I, I, I joined RCA and when was it? It was, um, around like before I graduated. So a little like before May. So since then, like I was just getting on mock calls consistently, consistently, consistently. Mm -hmm. Like even like the day of my graduation, I had like five mock calls booked like prior to. So I I did like that's right. I remember you were telling me at the event, (laughs) and you were like, "I'm gonna do these mock calls. Don't I don't care." (laughs) Yeah, I literally had like five mock calls like before my graduation, and then after that, you know, like I obviously like had fun with my friends and everything like that. But yeah, I had like five calls before. I was like, "Yeah, man, we gotta we gotta make this work." So. Eventually, um, the pipeline sent me over an offer, interview with them. My call was decent. It was like, yeah, Hunter, you know, I just don't think you're ready right now. So I'm like, okay, you know what? It's okay. Um, we're just mm-hmm. going to keep going. Like, it doesn't really bother me. Like, cool. Like, let's go. Then RCA sent me another offer. So I'm like, you know, what? this has to be like, this has to be it. I'm going to make this like the offer, like no way around it. Like, this is going to be it. Mm-hmm. So I got on it, crushed the mock call. Like I did great. The lady was like, wow, like you just surprised me. I didn't even think you were going to do that good. So I'm like, I got this in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Had to prove it wrong. Yeah, so I was like, I got this in the bag. And she sent me, it was like, she sent me like a long, had to be like five, five paragraph essay on like, yeah, Hunter, you're great, but I just don't think you're a culture fit. And I really, really like want to hire you, but I just don't think you are a fit for us. And I was like, what? Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't even make sense. So I, like, I was, I was highly upset about that. And I was like, ah, like, but she was like, you're really, really good. You're going to, you're going to be really, really great in industry. So that gave me the confidence to keep going because we're like middle of the year now, like it's almost August and I've had two interviews. So I was like, you know what? She just said, I'm going to be good at this. So that's my encouragement to keep going. So I was like, I'm going to keep going, but I have to go to school anyways, because like parents, like you don't have a choice. So I'm like, okay, I guess. Yeah. So literally, this is exactly how it happened. So uh, since then, I had that interview. I'm consistently mock calling. I didn't start like self-sourcing because I was like, I want to get hired with a company from RCA because they're great. So that's that's, that's just kind of like my thought process behind it. Was it the best thing? Probably not. But that was my thought process. So I was like, you know what? Um, we're just going to keep pumping this out. We're going to keep doing mock calls consistently. And like, we're going to get on a gig. So Went to school. I was there. I think it was like my first week. So my first week of class, like I'm going to class. I'm like, yo, I dislike this. Like, I hate this. Like, I just, I like, I, I, I do not like this anymore. Well, I'm, I'm curious why. Cause like, so you went to, so for me, for example, I, um, I went to college for like, uh, I think like a semester or no, I went for a full year, but I like, I was terrible at school. Like I hated school, but you said you got like a full ride because of it so what was it specifically that that you didn't like 
So it was just me understanding other ways to make money. And yeah. that's when I was like, oh, it was almost like a light bulb just switched in my head. And I was like, so all throughout high school, I had to take classes like every single summer because my mom just signed me up for them. Like she just signed me up. She didn't mm-hmm. even let me know, Hunter, you have two classes. You start Monday. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, so it was it was almost just like like it was just like it was kind of like the next step. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm tired of this. So I was like, you know what? I have to find another way to make money. And then obviously that's when COVID mm-hmm. hit and so many other people were making money online. I'm like, yo, like, like you can do this. Like we just got to find the right actual step to do that. So more or less, mm-hmm. um, I'm in college. I'm like, you know what? It's not the fact I couldn't do it. I just didn't want to. And I, I'm a kind of stubborn person when it comes to that. If I don't see the point in doing something, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Like, you can explain it to me all you want, but if it doesn't click in my mind, I'm not going to do it. So that's how I was in, in college. So I was like, you know what? I was in my math class. I don't even know what the lesson was about. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, why do I have to do this? So I just. I'm about to walk out. <laughs> yeah, I was literally about to walk out. But I said, you know what? I'm here for like the next hour. So I'm going to make this as beneficial as possible. So what I did was I wrote out, like, I'm going to land an offer. Uh, and I just wrote it down, like, my entire paper. Every day I went to class. So, like, my yeah. entire paper was just filled with, like, I'm going to land an offer, like, this week. Or I'm going to land an offer this week. So, like, the teacher's thinking, oh, yeah, Hunter's doing his work. No, that's literally what I'm writing <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> so the back manifesting is yeah. his exit of the school. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I have to I have to manifest this. So I'm literally like in college. I'm in my dorm room. I'm still taking mock calls, like still. So um, I was actually on a mock call and RCA sent me over another potential offer. So I was like, wow, like this is going to be it. It's nowhere around it. Like nowhere around it. And then... At the same time, another guy that I connected with in RCA, he reached out to me and said, yeah, Hunter, I remember you were great and we need setters. So like, would you be open to interviewing with our company? I was like, yeah, 100%. Like, yeah, let's go. So I'm like, boom, I got two interviews this week. I'm ready. Like, I'm all for it. Like, you don't want to ask me no more questions. I'm good. Let's go. So the day of my interviews, I said, you know what? I'm just going to do my calls like the whole day. Like, forget class. You're just going to do my calls the whole day. So that's what I did. <laughs> so didn't even go to class, was doing mock calls the entire day. I'm like, yo, I'm going to ace these interviews. So uh, first interview I had in the morning, um, I, I crushed it with the with the other offer. I crushed it. It was like, yeah, really, really great. Really, really great. So I'm like, okay, yeah, like we're awesome here. I know I'm going to get this. I'm like, when do I start? So more or less, <laughs> so more or less he was like hunter i just don't feel you're a fit i was like what like this is the third time oh, i shoot. got this so i'm like you know what man like i don't know what it is i'm like i know i just crushed his call because he just told me so i'm like i don't know what's going on so i had the the other interview later on that day so what i did was i mock call with my mom i was like mom like i need you to like mock call with me because like i got it like i gotta That's get awesome. this other interview I was like, I was like, I was like, mom, you have to help me. And she's a consultant. So I was like, mom, you have to help me here. So let's go. So I did that. Got on the second interview. He was like, yeah, Hunter, I want to bring you on. Like, let's do it. So I'm like, cool. Like, let's go. Like, we can start tomorrow. And. Oh, shoot. Let's go. Yeah. And that's literally exactly how it happened. I was on my first offer. I literally started like the next day. I was like, yo, bro, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just like, just give me the leads and just get put me on the phone. Like, I'm good. Just let's go. <laughs> so did you did you start as a uh, a setter or a closer yeah. with them? I yeah, I started as part. a setter, so I was a setter for them. Nice, cool, cool, man. And that's like I think that also plays to just how how per, like how perseverance plays a lot into this, right? And we, you know, for the people we've interviewed, like a lot of people get a little lucky, right? They and they land their first gig, first interview, but. I think it shows more of the, again, the perseverance of what it like actually takes to become like a setter or a closer. When you get, you have to get kind of like humbled a little bit as you're going through, right? It's like, you, you think like, oh yeah, like I've done a million mock calls and then someone tells you no. And then you hear no again and you hear no again. So what, what for you, um, and, and I think I kind of know the answer, but you know, what for you kept you motivated through all of those things? Like through, through getting hit like three times, everyone telling you, no, you're not a good fit. Like what kept you motivated to keep going? Yeah, so if you look at all 
the gurus, so to say, they all mentioned how they came to like a point of almost like adversary to where it was like, um, like it was almost like a turning point. So I was like, well, I know if I turn around that I'm never going to hit my goals. So you you can't afford to turn around. Like it's, it's no way around that. Like you're going to have to figure this out. And like, if you, if you don't, well, that's on you. So like if I gave it my all and I just consistently failed, I would be okay with that than knowing that I didn't give it my all and I failed anyways. Mm. So that's that's literally all it was for me. I was like, you know, I I can't, I cannot fail. I was I was like, you know, if I keep trying, I'm not gonna fail. And then as well, I had like my girlfriend, she was like encouraging me. She was like, Yeah, no, like you're like you are good at this. Like I do hear you on the phones at times. She was like, I guess it just wasn't the offer for you. So she gave me a lot of like encouragement yeah. there as well. So I would say that was that was great. But it was really just all like, like mentally for me. I was like, I said, yeah, like we we're gonna have to make this work. Like there's no way around it. Yeah, it doesn't matter how long it takes. I'm like, at the time I'm I'm 18. I'm like, okay, well, if I don't figure it out for two years, I'm only 21. Yeah. So that that was kind of my mindset around it because I was like. Well, if I feel this for two years and I get so much experience, I'm like, so what? I'm going to be 22 with like sales experience out of this world. Like mm-hmm. someone's going to hire me. And if not, they're going to yeah. hire me. Yeah. <laughs> There's no no way around it. No, dude, and that's, and that's a, a really important mindset to have. But I think even just like, you know, if I look back when I was, you know, that same age, like 18, 19 is like, things couldn't happen fast enough. It's like, we're always like so impatient that we want to get to that next level and the next level, and the next level. But like, obviously hindsight is 2020. 20, and now I look back at then I'm like, yeah, I probably would not done that well if I had gotten success and, and didn't learn the skill sets. And, and for you too, like, you know, you, you might not be in the offers that you are now and, you know, working with Grant, if you had gotten that first offer, cause maybe that one would have been really sick and you're making money and you're, but it's like, you know, again, it, it's, it all, uh, you know, it all happens for a reason. So, you know, for, for you specifically, like, I, I do want to take a little bit of a step back though, um, uh, from like the offer and, and just kind of get to this one point. Um, what was like, so when you jumped into the program, what was like your like plan of action to like do the mock calls, go through the content? Cause there's a good amount of content. Like what, what was like your, your like kind of strategy to get through the content, start the mock calls and really kind of get, uh, get up and running quickly. Yeah. So for me, and I didn't touch base about this either, but when I initially got started this journey of essentially personal development, it all started with me going to the gym in the mornings. Like that's literally how it all started. I said, I'm just going to get up, go to the gym. I was like, I need something to do with my life. It's COVID. Like we have to do something. So yeah. once I enrolled, I just listened to everything. Instead of having my music plan, I would listen to Cole every single day in the gym. So that's for an hour. Then I'll get home. If I didn't have work right then and there, I would come home listen to all of Cole, and then I had my, my classes were all online. So I would just say, okay, cool. Like we're going to mute the class and we'll just listen to Cole. So like, I can literally like recall like Cole's training, like in my mind right now, like if you pull up one of his videos, I think anyone, anyone, <laughs> anyone can, it's like this little like bits and pieces, the one, like the one that sticks out of my head. And I mentioned this all the time, but it's like when, when we're talking about the offer, it's like, it's a simultaneous explanation as to why everything else they've done in the past doesn't work and why this is the thing that's going to change it. Right. It's like just those little like bits and pieces that just stick in your head. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like if we go back and we listen to any training right now, I could probably like say something just off the cuff of my head. So that's how it was for me. I said, you know what, I have to get all, I have to get through all of this. So then as well, what I would do is at the job I was at, so since I was working at the pharmacy, sometimes as well, they would have me like deliver medications to, to patients. So while I would do that as well, I'm listening to Cole all the time. In the car. In yeah. the car. It's your own personal podcast. <laughs> Literally, personal podcast. So I'm always listening to Cole. I always have Cole in my ear. Because I said, you know what, like all this money I was putting in this, like we're going to make this work. So I was listening to Cole literally every single spare moment I had, like any spare moment I had. If I wasn't doing that, I was on a mock call. So it was either one of the two. I was on a mock call or I was listening to Cole. It was either one or two. And if I wasn't doing that, then I was at work. If I wasn't at work, then I was at baseball practice. And if I wasn't at baseball practice. Or you're sleeping. Yeah, or I'm sleeping. So it's. I, I had to, I had to make it work. It was, it was, it was definitely yeah. a tough time. 
Good man. So let's uh, let's like, so that that kind of brings us up, so because we talked about the mock calling and the college stuff and so what how's the offer right now? So well, I guess maybe not right now. So the first offer that you were at, how did all that go? What was like the ramping process? Like takeaways from from the first one you were working with? Yeah. So with the first offer I was on, I want to say it was my first or second week there. I had like three sets closed, like boom, like and these are like my first set of sets, like my first maybe nice. not even like fifteen. So I said, oh yeah, I'm about to be great at this. What was the what was the offer like? What was like the price point and and we're, I guess you were three percent as a setter. Yeah. So it was an Amazon coaching offer, and so for each closed nice. set, I got two seventy five in commissions. And the price point, nice. yeah. So the price point was three thirty eight hundred. Yeah, it was thirty eight hundred. And like we had another one that was like five grand. And then like right before I left, we were going into automations as well. So as I was on that offer, experienced some pretty good success there. I was actually doing really really well. And I was like the lead setter there. So the reason I left was because. Like a month or two in, I realized that we were not getting a lot of client results. So I it, yeah. I said in my mind, I was like, you know what? Ethically, like it, like I don't feel right being on this offer mm. and we're not actually helping people. So I mm. had to like cut my ties right then and there, like as hard as it is to say. But uh, yeah, I had to cut my ties and I said, you know what? I, I know I'm going to find another offer. I'm reaching back out to RCA right now. So I'm in the pipeline again. So, and yeah, I, I had to leave and I, and I had to just make it work. So. Yeah, dude, that's like, that's a huge part that we, that we always talk about. And I'm glad you, you brought that up and said it in that way is like, you know, I, the, if you would have stayed in that offer, right. Or, or anyone, right. If anyone is, is selling something that they know is not actually helping people, it's like, that's what gives sales a bad, like a bad rep, you know, that's like, that's where people, why people look at sales and they're like, Oh, I would never become a salesperson, you know, because of that. But for you to just be like, Hey, I don't feel like this, this operate, like, I don't feel like I'm in, in like, what's the, like it's in the words integrity. I can't think of it in this, in this tense, but you don't have the integrity of like, you know, of, of continuing to sell that offer, even like, because you're, they're not seeing results, you know? So that, that's huge on your part. And, and also, I mean, I just did the quick math is like from those three, from just those three set clothes, you made eight, you know, 825 bucks, which was more than what, probably two weeks at, at the job that you were working. So it's like, that's, that's not easy money to, to walk away from, you know what I mean? So, so that's, it's good that you did that. Um, so, okay. So you go back in the pipeline, what happens next? So then from there, I got on another offer. Offer was actually, it was a really, really massive company. Um, so I transitioned from B to C now I'm in B to B. So massive company, they were doing upwards of like a million dollars a month. Um, prior to the interview, they said, yeah, like our centers are, you know, they can hit, like we have centers doing like 10 grand a month and obviously some are lower, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be in the 10 K a month price range. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm going to do this. So I landed that offer, got on the interview. They said, yeah, we want to move you forward. And it was actually crazy. I interviewed with this offer previously so this was oh they were the one that told you no yes this is actually one of the companies <laughs> that told me no that's awesome so this is one of the companies that told me no the first time so like i got back on with them interviewed with the same exact guy so at the end of the interview i'm like yeah like like where are we going from here so he said yeah um i'm going to schedule um on your next interview i uh, think you're really really great you improved a lot since we last connected let's do it i said cool let's go so got another interview uh, did great. They said, yeah, Hunter, we want to hire you. I said, all right, let's go. Like, when can I start? So this was end of December and I was going on a cruise at the time. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to go through all the training. And as soon as I get back from the cruise, I'm starting. Boom. So just like that. So I did that and I was on the offer. The first month I had there, I, I generated it was close to 50 grand in revenue. I want to say it was like around like 30, 40. So I was like, oh yeah, like I'm going to do great here. Like this is awesome. So, and then after that, like the second month, I may have had like one closed set or something, but I'm consistently like grinding like day in and day out. B2B settings a lot different. Like someone has to be like, they have to meet the qualifications for you to put them on, on, on the phone. So mm -hmm. I realized that it was a huge learning curve for me, but I said, I'm going to do great. 
because I, my first month was, was pretty good. So I had like a month to where it was just like down. And then the second month, I was like, it kind of picked up a little bit. And then from there, like right before I left that company, I want to say my highest month was uh, right at like 70 to like 100 grand in revenue. But yeah, that, that's how it was um, at that offer. It still was a really, really great company. I learned a lot of things there. Um, the, my managers were like great. They helped me a lot as well. And I learned a ton of information there as well. Like a lot of information about business as a whole. Then at the same time, I, I mm-hmm. invested into myself again. I got a mentor at the same time. So yeah, um, yeah I learned a lot while I was on that offer about like business as a whole overall setting as a whole and it was like a like great learning experience but yeah i just it wasn't like the ultimate destination for me but yeah yeah i'm curious like as as we're even talking like what like i I think the way that you speak and like the conviction and and the way that you like kind of present yourself i think is, is huge what do you think is what do you think has helped you kind of like build the confidence that you have now? Like almost like, like with all these different offers, you're like, it's not like, well, I hope I get it. It's like, I'm going to get this. Like what, like I'm going to do whatever, like what, what do you think is giving you that confidence? So I would say listening to Cole and him telling me, well, obviously not like face to face, but yeah, through yeah. his recordings that, in order to influence people, you have to become the person that your prospect wants to be. So within that journey, I learned self-discipline. So by me honoring the promises that I make to myself, it gives me mm. conviction. So what I mean by that is like if I say today I'm going to get three people on the calendar, no matter how long it takes, I'm going to get three people on the calendar. So if I come in today and I say, you know what, we're going to set five people today. It doesn't matter what it takes. I'm going to do that. And that's what gives me my conviction. And then as well, like I go to the gym at like five in the morning. So like you're going to have days where you don't want to get up and I don't want to get up. Like almost every day I hate going to the gym, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the you feel good once you're there. Literally the same thing happened this morning. Like my my brother will usually go work out at like uh like five. We'll wake up and get there at like five thirty. And uh, it's funny we'll, we'll like get there because we we do this like heat check thing in the morning. We're like, hey, yup. And it's like you almost have to fight to not say like, hey, I'm not feeling well or hey, I'm not gonna make it. But it's like we just like kind of kick each other in the butt. So I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So that that's how it like was for me. And one of the the things I don't know how I did this as well, but I never had like a accountability partner for someone to like hold me accountable. I just had to do it on my own. I was like, well, we're mm. we're just gonna have to do it. And I was like, you don't want to get up. But just get up, like just forget about it. Forget how you're feeling. Get up. You say you're gonna do this. Do this, and that was a that is something that's very hard to to master. But once you do, it's yeah. it's like game changer. I agree. So okay, so the transition. So you you get off that offer, and then so the the new offer is the one you're on now. Or was there more like in between? Yeah. So from then, I was setting on that offer. Then, so while I was. So while I was doing the other offer and I had the coaching program, I met this this business owner and um, he was in the, the personal relations space, uh, the PR space. And we would hop on and like we would mock call. It never was like anything like that. So we would literally just hop on. We would mock call. He was like, yo, like, like you're great. Like I actually used to like practice closing calls with him like on his offer. So he was like, yo, man, like, like you're really, really great. Like you have like a lot of like like you're great and it was like yo like you're, you're so young so um eventually led him to he needed to bring a closer to you know scale this business because obviously he can't spend five hours a day on calls still do the fulfillment still yeah. do outreach it, he just could not do it so brought me in to take calls for him and yeah i want to say like my like my first call my out of my first five closers first five calls, I closed like two of them. So I'm like, yo, I'm freaking good at this. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, it, it was like, obviously he was still like dialing in um, the like lead generation and everything like that. So um, eventually it was like, you know, it wasn't consistent. 
And that's what happened for me. Like I was like, you know what? It's not very consistent, but you know, I let them know as well exactly how I'm feeling. And I said, yeah, like, like this is where we're at right now. Like this is where I want to be in terms of like my revenue. And this, like, you know, I'm not on the path to hit this. Like, how can we like hit this goal? So, you know, I'll hop on with him. I, I, I will let him know that. And, you know, like we're still like literally great friends to this day. But um, yeah, like it, it wasn't aligning all the way. And then I found out that my girlfriend was pregnant. So I'm I'm here. I'm on this. Gives offer. you a little kick in the butt. It gave me a lot of <laughs> kick in the butt. So I was like, like I'm in my head. Okay, like Hunter, is this going to work? So you know, I'm talking with her about it. Obviously, she's not like in the high ticket space, but she's like, well, Hunter, like, you no, know, ask God. Like, wherever you think is going to be the next best step from here, I hundred percent support you. So, uh, more or less, I just continued to stick it out. So. I was there for a few months and then I remember had like a day where I had closed like three sets and I closed like three deals in a day. So I'm like, I'm good. So I like, I'm like, we're great. I'm good. And then it was still the same thing. It was still inconsistent. It's almost like a roller coaster. Like we always talk about being on the business roller coaster. Yeah. I was on the the salesperson roller coaster. So no closer roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. So um I eventually reached back out to RC again. I'll let you all know like exactly where I was at. I connected with Matt this time. And Matt was like very like, yeah, Hunter, like, bro, I think you're great. Um, yeah, we're gonna connect you with someone else. So I said, Cool, let's get it. So now I finally started the self-source. So I had five interviews lined up in a week. So I had one from RCA because you all sent me um the offer I'm on now. And then I self-sourced like four of the interviews. So um, I was great. By, by, by the time I got on like the, the next interview, I was I was good. I'm like, cool. Like yeah. I've done this like two other times today. Like, let's do it. <laughs> so um, yeah, the the other offers, they were they were okay. Um it just I wasn't I wasn't hundred percent going towards it. And obviously I was closing at the at that point, but I got an offer to where I could be a setter on a rapidly growing company that really needed a setter and there was potential to obviously move into a a leadership position for the setters or b closing position as well so i said you know i think this is a really great opportunity you know i looked up the company looked up their testimonials looked up their reviews i understood their product i said i i really really like this like i, I really really do so we end up booking a mock call and he was like, yeah, Hunter, we want to we bring you on. So where do you want to go from here? I said, cool, let's do it. And uh, yeah, that's how, it, that's how it went from there. So yeah, I had like four of the interviews. All of them were like, yeah, they were good. I actually had another one with RC, with a company that you all paired me with as well. And I actually took that, like I actually did that interview while I was, because I went on a trip with my girlfriend. I took that interview while I wasn't even in town. Like I was... Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was literally like somewhere else. I had to like I told him, yo, like, like look, let's start at Starbucks so I can just hop on this interview. I was like, okay, cool, I did it. And we did a mock call as well. He's like, Yeah, Hunter, you know, I just don't think you're a fit. I was like, Okay, I don't care, man. I got like I got like five other ones. So I'm like, cool, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that and that's that's so important too. It's like when you when you can operate from from like the abundance mindset as opposed to scarcity, right? It's like you, you knew like, okay, like I'm going to do my best on this interview, but I mean, Hey, if I make it great, if not, like I already have five others <laughs> that are lined up. So, um, so, so that, so this is the, the, the one you're on now Correct. or this was there another one? Now. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. cool. <laughs> I was like, ah, there's like three more in between, yeah. <laughs> but dude, that's, that's a lot. Like that's a lot of, um, you know, and, and I think, you know, the, the closing industry as, as a whole, like the, the churn is not like it's, you know you're always like switching offers, but I think it's, you kind of have to do that, right? You have to do that until you find like the perfect fit that, you know, not only can you make the amount that you need to, but you also, you know, you have the upward mobility, you feel, you know, aligned with like the product and the goals of the company. Like it, it just sometimes takes some time. So what was the the process in, uh, in that offer or this, the offer you're on now? Yeah. So in terms of like the onboarding process, it was very straightforward, massive amounts of training. Massive amounts of training. So I've never had this much training yeah. for onboarding. But I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. We're going to get through all of it. And then as well, we have a, a course as well. Um, and they sent over that to me as well, which kind of like describes a lot about the product and exactly how we help people, which helped with my conviction for the product as well. 
because like now I know exactly what mm-hmm. we do. I know like the results we get for clients. Like we we've worked with clients as huge as like Draymond John, like Stormy Wellington. Like I'm like yo, like like if that doesn't show that your offer works, yeah. I don't know what is. <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah, I went through all the training and yeah, um, said in two weeks they can I can start. So I started in that two weeks and yeah, been there ever since. Good man. So you, you so you started as a setter and then you ascended into to a closer, right? No. So right now I am still setting, but uh, okay. Yeah. So I was like the first setter. The other setter he moved into a closer. So I was the literal first setter. They haven't had a setter in months. So um, I've been setting on this offer since then. I think I came on like November of like like literally end of October going into November, and I've been there ever since. And now. Um, I'm just sitting into like leadership position for the center. So now I'll be like leading the entire nice. center moving forward. That's awesome, man. So I guess the, what were, what were some of the, I mean, you've only been in November. Has there been any like, uh, like challenges that you faced in, in terms like the, the, the ramp, like anything that you, that you would tell someone that's like, that maybe in your same position of like, okay, I'm, I'm becoming a setter. I'm going into, and it's, you know, probably some pressure that you're backed by Grant Cardone. Like he's, you know, he's partnered within the offer. So it's like, I think it helps a lot. Obviously you can like leverage that name, but it also is like, you know, that it's a high performance like company. So anything that you can like kind of, I guess, steer people clear of if they're kind of in your same position. So I would say you have to be relentless because setting takes a lot mentally on you. Like I've had days where I've had five no's in a row. Like, no, bye. Like, why are you calling me? I don't remember signing up. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the next person is gold. Like, great fit. Like, I know we're gonna help him. Like, this guy shows up to this call and like I know he's only one of my clothes, like he's gonna close. So I would say that's really what it is. And obviously as well, just like having the mindset of like being ruthlessly detached from the outcome. So what I mean by that is like, you're going to have people who who do that. So you cannot be attached to the income. I mean, I kind of like lost my train of thought there. I mean, kind of both, right? You can't be attached to the income or the outcome, right? Because if you're too attached to the outcome, then you won't make the income. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would say that's one of the the biggest things for me. And what else? I kind of just lost myself there. So give me a second. No, you're good. I mean, that, I mean that's a, a, a huge one, right? Like back to what we were talking about with scarcity versus abundance is if you're super tied into the outcome because let's say there isn't enough volume coming through, it's like you're so tied to that person of like, I need them to close, I need them to close, I need them to close. So that also comes back to your ability to, you know, either whether it's going through the, um, you know, self-sourcing and, and making sure you're asking those questions that they're gonna give you enough leads that are coming through and so you don't kind of get in that in that position. Um, did you remember what you, were, what you were gonna say? Yeah, so just piggybacking on that. Um, so like, for instance, like I can have a day where I do everything right. Like I come in, like everything is out and I feel great. And I have upwards of like 10 conversations and not one person was qualified, not one. So like having the the mindset of, okay, cool. This was just one day. I know I did everything in my power to achieve my goals. It just, today it just didn't happen. So it was like, cool. Like I'm good. Like I'm, I'm great because I know I did everything in my power to achieve what I wanted to achieve and I did. So that's what I mean, like ruthlessly, like dependence from like the outcome. Because if I don't have that day and I said, you know what? Well, I have to hit three sets. Like, yeah, I do want to hit three sets, but I know if I have 10 conversations and like, I don't get like three to five sets, then like I like I gave it my all today. So I went to sleep and I was, I was still good. <laughs> like I woke up the next day yeah. and like the next day I put up like five or six. So like, I like that's that, that's like the biggest biggest thing for me. Um, you have to become ruthlessly dependent on the outcome, and then as well, like when you're connecting with with someone, like they want to speak to someone who's like going to be completely transparent with them, like completely transparent. Like I, I like I like this other guy the other day just closed, and like I was so transparent with him, I didn't even think he was going to close, and he did. So I was like, I was like, wow, that's like I'm, I'm like, like I was like, that's that that's great actually. So. Yeah. 
Cool. So uh, I, I want to be respectful of your time. We're coming up to the top of the hour. Like what's, because um, everyone's always worried, like not worried, but you know, they're always curious about like the numbers and like what you're able to make because it's set or in a closer. So what's, um, you know, what would you give as like maybe ballpark numbers of what you've been able to make as a setter, as a closer, just so people kind of have a, an understanding of what, like what's possible there. Yeah. So within this offer, um, obviously, especially ascending into like management as well, potential is well over like 10 grand a month, but considering um with where i'm at right now um anywhere between like four and like seven grand a month and that's on top of that like my first week on the company i didn't even mention this my first week on the company we had an in-person event so i went to the in-person event didn't really know anything about the product but they said yeah hunter like like you can come out there like let's do it so i said all right let's go so i went out there to the event and from that event um with all together and like take home from like group commissions as well um, I brought in like two grand from like that one weekend. So thousand bucks a day isn't that bad. <laughs> I'd say that's pretty good. And but I mean, back to your point too is like, um, you know, there's there's so much like if you really come into and I mean you've you've put in put in time, right? It's really like coming to the program. It's been basically a year since you've like started put the work in, right? Everyone's always cur- like they're always so worried about like, oh, I, I need to make like $10,000 next month, but it doesn't always happen that way, right? It's sometimes there's a grind to build up this skill set that you'll never have to worry about making money again. And now, you know, you're in a position where, you know, as an appointment setter, like lead, it's like, not only would you be, you know, still taking some of those calls, but now you're essentially making a commission on, you know, whatever you're able to lead them to close. So, you know, you can start there. And like, I mean, the, yeah, the, the possibilities are endless. I feel like, you know, if you send it into a closer or, you know, a, you know, a closer manager, or, you know, an integrator as we call it. Right. Um, so I, I, again, I want to be respectful of your time. Um, I want you to think of like one or two like main takeaways that you would give to someone that's thinking about like jumping into remote closing. I'm going to do like a quick, like outro real quick, but I, I want you to, I always like to end with that. It's like as a bang. So uh, for those of you that are listening up to this point, I mean, we've basically been talking to Hunter for the past 50 minutes. Um, and that probably means you're like somewhat interested in, in remote closing. So um, down in the description, if you're watching on YouTube and also on the podcast app in the show notes, um, there's a link to a, uh, I believe it's it's going to be the training that we put together. Um, I think it's like 20, 30 minutes. And it's basically Cole breaking down the entire process of, uh, of remote closing. So if you want to check that out, um, that's, I mean, again, it's a free training. You check that out and it gives you what remote closing is, how you can jump into it and go overall goes, you know, over some of our successes of some of our students, as well as a cold story of how he was able to do like 400, 500 grand in commissions um, in his third year of, of doing remote closing. So um, check that out again, down in the description or in the show notes. So what you got, I, hopefully I gave you enough time. <laughs> yeah. So my advice to anyone that's looking to jump into the online space is the speed of decision. So if you feel that it's going to be the right decision for you, do it. If you have uncertainty, that's kind of like, oh my gosh, I don't know if this is the next best step. Do it anyways. Because at the end of the day, if you do it and you fail, like you have an idea of like what you're good at and what you're not good at. But you won't ever know yeah. if you don't try. So that would be my takeaway. Well, that would be my piece of advice to anyone who's like on the fence of doing RCA, do it. Um, just don't really think about it. If you had a call and you're thinking back and forth in your mind, like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I want to do this, do it. Because you wouldn't be consistently thinking about it if you didn't want to. Don't think about the money. Like you're going to make the money back. Just do it. There you go, man. That's a, that's a good way to end it. So again, listen to the man, check out the links in the description, the show notes and a hunter appreciate you hanging out with us here for the past hour. I think a lot of people like, honestly, this is, and I, I wouldn't just say this, like this is honestly one of my favorite interviews. So um, thanks for hanging out. Um, I think that a lot of really good stuff that people can take from this one. And for those of you that are watching on the podcast, thanks for hanging out, subscribe, like all that good stuff, leave some comments, leave some love for Hunter. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Talk soon. Peace.